0: Welcome back to Tales of Southwest Michigan's Past. This is Michael Delaware. I am your host. Today, I have a special guest who's been on my show several times before, but this is the first time this season. He is someone many people in Southwest Michigan may remember as the longtime host of the morning show on WBCK and he was also known as the Morning Mayor. I think he's still known as that. Dave Eddy. And he also serves on the Board of Directors at Oak Hill Cemetery here in Battle Creek. So this time, we're going to talk about some of the Oak Hill Cemetery history, some of the buildings that have been out there and the ones that aren't out there right now here in Battle Creek, and we're also going to talk about a very special restoration project that's happening at the cemetery. So welcome back to the show, Dave. Thanks for taking time to be on the podcast today.
1: Well, Michael, it's always a pleasure to be with you always
0: either in person or here on your podcast <laughs> that is fun it is fun well dave could yes, you tell the is. audience a little bit about yourself how, how long were you at wbck again oh my gosh
1: i um i retired from wbck in uh, 2008 after 48 years there wow wow and pr- prior to that uh, about four and a half years where I started at WALM over in Albion, right out of high school.
0: So you were 50 years in radio, roughly.
1: Oh, yes. And much more than that in broadcasting, because, you know, I'm still involved in uh, access vision, which is a form of broadcasting, Mm -hmm. if you stretch the truth a little bit. Yeah. So a a long time, a long time. Seen a lot of changes, that's for sure.
0: And when did you first become a board member at Oak Hill Cemetery?
1: Oh, my gosh. I It's been at least 20 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, back I probably, it seems to me, maybe
0: 1998.
1: Mm-hmm. Um somewhere in there. Did you
0: get into it because of yeah. preservation interest or just a historical view or you just wanted to volunteer?
1: I I think it was my interest probably in history. I was invited to become a board member mm-hmm. and at that time I was uh, also still on the air. Oh I see. And of course uh, probably the board figured the powers would be that I could probably be of some help uh, with publicity and things like that. Oh. So
0: Good strategy on the part. Basically,
1: because I've I've been interested in history for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So
0: there's several. Just like you. Yeah. I have. I have been. (laughs) So there's several interesting buildings at Oak Hill, and a few are probably considered landmarks, and a few that are no longer there. So let's talk about some of the history, maybe starting with some of the ones that are no longer there. Could you tell the audience a little history of the Hamilton Mausoleum? That's once stood on the grounds of Oak Hill Cemetery?
1: Well, I probably can, but I'm going to refer back to uh, the publication that the uh, cemetery put out a number of years ago, the original Beyond These Gates, and then Mm -hmm. that was uh, updated a number of years ago. But that tells the uh, complete story in there of the Hamilton Mausoleum or Oak Hill Abbey. As it was known, uh, as it was known, wow. A lot of problems with it. Uh, they figured it was going to last for years and years and years, forever probably, mm-hmm. but it didn't. Um, the M- M- William H. Hamilton was the guy who uh, began this thing, and he secured permission to erect this uh, edifice, uh, 388 crypts. Originally,
0: wow, that's a lot—pretty, pretty,
1: pretty pretty good size. Yeah, Yeah, that's a big one. It's uh, there's a picture in uh, beyond these gates, and Mm -hmm. it is a pretty large edifice. It really is,
0: and Um, it was just poorly constructed from the foundation up. Is that what? Well,
1: I guess so. It was it was made of, uh, according to the information that I have learned, it was made of jasper granite Hmm. on the exterior. Uh, Vermont marble, now that sounds pretty substantial right. uh, to me. The mosaic floors, cathedral glass windows inside, bronze doors on the front entrance. Hmm. I wonder what's happened to those.
0: Yeah, but that was, somebody scrapped yeah. that probably.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> the roof itself was of slate and each uh, corner of the building, uh, Michael, had a tower 35 feet high. Wow. So it was, it was a pretty good-sized um, edifice, for sure. 1912, local churches and uh, schools, educational uh, institutions and fraternities were invited to provide historical documents to be placed uh, in a time-defying crypt, hmm. if you will, wow. located just inside the front entrance. The uh, crypt was sealed on February 4th of that year, 1911, wow. and uh, it uh, contained all kinds of uh, historical information. But it didn't last too long. Deterioration was noticed as soon as
0: 1918.
1: Wow. Now That's that's that, pretty that's, fast. That is fast. That's about six years. Yeah. Six years, wow. Michael, uh, after construction. Some of the uh, marble work started falling off the walls, um, the copper wire used to secure the pieces, uh, insufficient strength to hold them in place. Oh. And it was uh, the beginning of a long and really stormy ending. Somebody
0: really cut some and, corners uh, building that. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, they thought it was going to last to 2911. Wow. Well, it didn't. <laughs> wow. It really didn't. Uh, back in 1953. Uh, one of the corners, uh, one of the towers collapsed and sent debris to the floor below and the ground outside. And the crash, of course, was heard throughout the neighborhood. Wow. Um, some stone and concrete had been erected over wood, which uh, had rotted away. Mm-hmm. So you know what's going to happen there. It was assumed the remaining towers were constructed the same way. And it was really feared by everybody around that um, it just wouldn't last. Wow! So in 1978, work was uh, carried out um, and 176 uh, remains were removed and uh, it was prescribed uh, by the court uh, how these uh, would be handled. And uh, the actual raising of the building was started uh, uh, later that month.
0: It was quite a legal so, process to reinter all those people. You had to contact all oh, the family owners. Well, and.
1: and- absolutely and uh, what was done if you go up there now the mausoleum is situated just about where the uh, equipment building is at the cemetery now Oh, i
0: see okay
1: and 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 the second crematory at the cemetery but it was torn down completely there's no vestige of it at all, all right. but the cemetery powers at be uh, had a monument erected mm-hmm. with all of the names of the people who were interred there. And that is located just to the, it would be to the south of um, the equipment building, just to the south of where the mausoleum stood. Okay. And those those bodies were interred there. Um, some were, um, at the time, were taken by family and placed elsewhere. But uh, most of them, the majority of the People who were interred in that mausoleum uh, were buried right there.
0: Oh, okay. So the, there are uh, actually monuments. remains underneath that monument that's there. Wow.
1: Oh yes, yeah, yes, had... many, many. Wow. Probably a hundred. I don't know, maybe over a hundred for sure.
0: Wow, that's
1: so an interesting, uh, an interesting facet, I guess, of uh, Oak Hill Cemetery, but not a very good one. Yeah. But uh, this. Um, you know, buildings buildings just don't last forever, and if they aren't uh, constructed um, like they should be, and apparently this one wasn't,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, they won't last. Yeah. So it's a sad, a sad tale. It really is.
0: Interesting. Well, there's also
1: I don't ever recall even seeing it. Oh, you. I don't recall ever seeing the I mean, mausoleum. Well, wow, Okay. It was it was g- gone for a long time. so...
0: Wow. So there's, there's also a story about a cannon that used to be on the grounds of Oak Hill. It has a funny, somewhat of a funny story attached to it. It was a Civil War. It was a Civil War cannon. Yes, it was. As a matter of fact, um, it was from the battleship
1: Cumberland.
0: Wow.
1: And you can look that up. Uh, you folks can look that up. Uh, the battleship Cumberland. It sank in 1862 huh. in the Battle of the Monitor and Merrimack, which was a quite a famous famous battle. Wow. So uh, it, it was a pretty famous cannon. So it was a naval battle?
0: Yeah. During the Civil War? Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. And it was dedicated uh, by the Farragut Post Number 32 in Battle Creek of the Grand Army of the Republic. Uh-huh. However, back... Um, during the war second world war everybody was saving tin cans and lard and mm-hmm. and uh all kinds of things for the war effort right and so the powers that be at oak hill cemetery decided to donate this historic cannon to the war effort
0: yeah as a scrap iron drive type thing Have
1: scrap scrap metal yeah. yeah scrap metal was needed to And uh, it was removed from Oak Hill Cemetery. It was in a very prominent, just as you enter the main gate now, Mm -hmm. and up the hill just a little bit past the CL Post uh, Monument. That's where the cannon uh, was situated. Okay. And it was donated to uh, to the metal drive, removed from the grounds. And while they were trying to load this very heavy, Cannon onto a flatbed, I think down where Franklin Iron and Metal is. Okay. Uh, okay. Now, I was that a
0: railroad car uh, the, or something like that?
1: Yeah, yeah. It was, I'm sure it was an, a railroad car. And the crane overturned because the cannon was so heavy. <laughs> so both the cannon <laughs> and, <laughs> and, the <laughs> crane. and the crane were donated to the scrap drop. Wow. <laughs>
0: That's one way to go. We
1: do have the. Yeah, yeah it's. Uh, Kind of a sad, it kind of funny, but it 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 isn't really because it was a very historical
0: cannon. Right? Yeah.
1: And uh, but there um, there was a plaque on uh, the cannon, and that plaque is uh, in the office uh, in storage at the Oak Hill office. The the plaque that was on the cannon, but it's kind of a sad story. I mean, wouldn't wouldn't it be great to have that? That cannon now. Oh
0: yeah, yeah.
1: But but at the time, uh, at the time, everybody was uh, contributing to the war effort. Yeah. Nineteen forty, I think it was maybe nineteen forty-two, maybe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, another um, epic story from Oak Hill Cemetery. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> there are many.
0: Yeah. <laughs> now there's another um, World War One monument that you see when you pull right in. Um, that was to commemorate the, uh, that were they all people that served in from Battle Creek? I,
1: I believe so. Um, it, uh, it started out, uh, Michael, as, um, it, it actually took up 14 burial plots, uh-huh. according to the records at the cemetery. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're at third street and, um, it's now a triangle, and it contains a bronze tablet recording the names of the soldiers who died. Uh-huh. Not, not only, you know, the, these, are, these are soldiers that died,
0: right. wow. not
1: ones that served. But and, and there's quite a list. I'm, I'm not sure how many for sure. Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: but um, at the time, it, it's a huge boulder. Uh-huh. It was estimated to cost $342 to wreck the boulder. And an additional $300 for the bronze tablet, mm-hmm. or something like maybe 650 bucks. Right. what would it cost now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. wow. But they um, they gave their lives.
0: I remember researching a little bit about that, and they would only let people donated that served in the war. So they were narrowing their... Is that right? Uh, yeah, the, the, that's, or that served in World War One, because they wanted to uh, keep it among veterans paying for that wow it's kind of an interesting it's it's
1: it's, it's right there just off the main road mm-hmm. just off the main uh, i think it's summit summit drive perhaps
0: yeah but turn uh, right when you lift. go into the cemetery right past the office it's there yes just yeah.
1: follow follow up the hill and it's just about halfway mm-hmm. up the hill very impressive very impressive indeed yep. but uh, a lot of names on there mm-hmm and at the at the base of it you might be interested it says to you from failing hands we throw the torch be yours to hold it high yeah so yeah we uh, we have um, a lot of veterans buried at oak hill cemetery i think it's just shy of 2000.
0: wow yeah Now it's probably not Yes, many of the newer wars, because a lot of them are being buried out at Fort Custer now, but um, there's still a lot of That's World War One and Two veterans oh, yeah. out there.
1: Yes. I, when um, when Fort Custer National Cemetery came into existence, that pretty well uh, sealed the fate as far as a lot of veterans being buried in other
0: cemeteries. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
1: So uh, yeah,
0: so that all all around Battle Creek and Kalamazoo, I would imagine that changed. Mm-hmm. yeah,
1: but we have a lot of uh, civil war veterans and, and veterans of uh, mm-hmm. of of all wars really, yep. including we have two revolutionary uh, soldiers buried at
0: Oak Hill. yep, yep. so there's a uh, another interesting building called the Storage Vault. It has some interesting history. Could you tell us a little bit about that? that...
1: Yeah, that Michael, that one um, is the oldest building on the cemetery grounds.
0: Oh, is it really the cemetery? Okay.
1: Yeah, it is. And uh, the date above the uh, the uh, was well, the keystone. Uh, the keystone reads eighteen eighty. Wow. Now the cemetery was organized in March of eighteen forty four. Okay. And uh, so it. Um, it goes back a long way, 1880. It's a, what they called a receiving and storage vault. And that was needed back in the day when all graves were dug by hand, mm-hmm. shovel and pick and so on. And then of course in the winter time, it's pretty hard to, to dig through a lot of frost in the ground, frozen ground. Yeah. So when someone died in the winter time, Uh, These bodies were stored in this vault.
0: Yeah.
1: And that that was the case for many, many years. Yeah. And that uh, back uh, a number of years ago, uh, the building was uh, showing its age for sure. And uh, through the uh, courtesy of the, through the help of the Battle Creek Community Foundation, we were able to restore that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, It's now used for storage, but not for storage of bodies, usually pots and things uh, and uh, containers for flowers.
0: Interesting. So they would put the bodies in there during the winter if somebody passed away, Mm -hmm. say in January. But it was only in use for a short time, as I recall. That one wasn't like they built it and then they ended up finding another solution or something like that.
1: that. Well, I... I would think that it was probably used until modern machinery, back hose, wow. and things of that nature uh, came into existence. So I think it probably was used for quite some time. Wow. But that's an interesting question. I'd, I'd not heard of that before.
0: That we'll but, have to ask Jim Jackson that one. I think that one he knows. <laughs> Jim a lot Jackson
1: about. would know he, yeah, he, he, would. he, he, he would. is quite he is quite a historian
0: <laughs> he yeah. really is more about Jim Jackson way, in a few minutes, minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah okay I, I was or, just going to say he's responsible for the redoing of beyond these gates he had help mm-hmm. with it of course but his name is on it yeah. so and he's quite a historian
0: yeah so do you know any history about the post mausoleum and the Nichols family mausoleum those are the the two standing mausoleums that are out there now I understand the post one is incredibly well built like they spared no expense and that thing will probably be here
1: <laughs> that, that when all the uh, <laughs> rest of the
0: city is in rubble that thing will be standing there um, yeah, you know. I, I don't I'm not I can't put my hands on
1: uh, on uh, information regarding the mausoleum, but it is very well constructed. You probably, uh, you've probably you done several uh, uh, features, and I'm sure that's been one of them, Michael, in, in some of your video features. You probably know a lot more about it than I do.
0: Well, I know the Nichols Family Mausoleum was designed and built by the son-in-law of Edwin C. Nichols, and robert uh, newberry in 1883 that's the history of it and it was made from quarried limestone and it contains 12 crypts four of which are not being used and inside lies edwin c nichols who died in 1924 and his wife sarah and then there's also their son john taylor nichols was buried there in 1936, and John's wife, Helen. The architect, Robert Newberry, was interred there in 1926, and Harriet Nichols Atterbury in 1936, and there's a few other family members. The last person to be interred there was in 1970. So it's kind of Mm -hmm. an interesting history behind that, but it's not As well-built as the other one, which is the post mausoleum. The doors on the nickels looks like it's pretty well weather-beaten and that sort of thing. Whereas you go over to the post mausoleum, and that is incredibly well-built. It's a massive structure, um, and it covered 14 lots. So that was uh, pretty big. And Lila Post Montgomery commissioned the building of it at $100,000 for her husband, C.W. Post. And only she and him are buried in that mausoleum.
1: That's correct. And some other figures I just ran across, uh, Michael, 630 tons of white Victoria granite with elaborate carving. I mean, wow. (laughs) It, It is massive, as you mentioned.
0: Yeah, and the walls are um, very thick. Yeah. Um, you know, they're they're nine. The burial chambers are actually nine feet below. Um, I yes. guess the grade mm-hmm. or the floor surface there. So
1: it is. It's right. And,
0: and every bit of mo- uh, metal in there was either bronze or lead, and the front doors are solid bronze. And you can tell, you know, when you, even when you sit out there on the steps, I've sometimes sat out there and just, uh, you know taken in the cemetery and just sit there on the steps of that mausoleum. And it's a, it's, it's it's a a very well-built structure, you know. It it
1: really is. And both uh, C.W. Post and his uh, wife, second wife, uh, Lila, are uh, interred there. Mm -hmm. However, when, um, when C.W. died, His body was interred for a while at the mausoleum that we spoke about earlier.
0: The Hamilton one, yes. The Hamilton mausoleum. Yeah, while they were building this. It took them a few years to get this thing built, right? Like a couple years? or, Yeah. Yeah.
1: And uh, Mrs. Post also, uh, her remains were held at the Hamilton mausoleum for a while in June of 1940. And then, of course, when the mausoleum, the post-CW post mausoleum, was completed, they were moved to their own private mausoleum.
0: Yeah, her funeral uh, was quite something. Um, They had her, I guess, her wake over there at, I want to say it was at the Federal Center, and they had people lining up for almost two days coming to see her. Before hmm. they brought her out to the Oak Hill, I was not and, aware of that. Yeah, I read. I was reading an article about it when I put a video together on her. And um, and another interesting thing, when he passed away, you know, she had him brought back on a train to Battle Creek, mm-hmm. and the city founders or fathers were getting together trying to honor him. And they were getting ready to deck everything out in black and all this. And she said, no, no black, you know, we're going to make this a happy occasion. So they ended up picking, um, like a, f- a shade of purple on everything. So everything oh. was draped in this purple, um, which you don't see in any photos cause everything's black and white, but yeah, right. everything, everything <laughs> was dressed in purple. Um, it says it in the article and she, you know, cause she, gave specific orders before she arrived do not have the place draped in black um so she had something and i forgot what her reasoning was she just didn't want it to be a dreary uh, sad thing you know um she wanted to have it be something more uplifting i suppose mm-hmm. you know so yeah. that was her her thinking process behind it you know so and uh, yeah
1: so a very um well, he was a, a known worldwide. Uh-huh. I mean, th- this guy was something else. Uh, he had this global empire that started yeah. right here in Battle Creek.
0: He was the yeah. fastest-made millionaire in the United States in his time. I, yeah, I you know, think you're he, right. He, he was. I was reading another serial history book on that, it was like he just—that's what he blew the doors off for everybody. Yeah. Um, and and his marketing was like you know he went to the individual grocers. First he did it independently and then he brought in a bunch of team of people to do it but he got he conquered the the marketplace by just going to the individual grocers all over the country getting them to put on these displays of his um Postum products and they, his sales took off, you know. This was you know yes. before television, this was before radio. This was, you know, uh back in the
1: Word of, time. word of mouth and uh, newspapers. Yeah. And, uh, and, good, and,
0: and good marketing techniques in the grocery store, you know.
1: But he so, passed yeah. along a lot of that the knowledge and so on, good genes, I guess, to his mm-hmm. daughter, Marjorie, no, no kidding. Perry, where they're post. And she, yeah. you know, she expanded the company. She took right over. Mm-hmm. And, of course, in those in those days, that was highly unusual for a woman to be yeah. so involved. But she uh, she made uh, general general foods what it was or what it became, and of course uh, she was said to be at, at least one of if not the uh, one of the richest women in the world.
0: So, and didn't his brother also um, take over as uh, as the president of the company for a while? Oh yes, uh, yes. Carol Lathrop post.
1: That's, that's right. And I know yeah. a little bit about him because my aunt was his private secretary for over 20 years uh-huh. and traveled with him around the world and actually moved from Battle Creek when C.L. Post moved to California. She moved to California and spent um, a long, many, many years out there. Wow. So interesting. Interesting. Uh, interesting relationship. I have some personal letters uh, written by by CL Post himself to her. Mm -hmm. And uh, at one point in time, he says deduct from my checking account, whatever you feel is necessary to pay what I owe you and or you know, in in wages Mm -hmm. and so on. So he he, (laughs) he evidently trusted her implicitly. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah, there's a lot of fascinating history between those two after C.W. died, because they, C.W. was involved in forming the Battle Creek Country Club, which was on the grounds of where the Lila Arboretum is now, and then they wanted to upgrade it and make it into a better location, put it by the lake, and C.L. actually owned the land, or some of the land, and so they ended up moving it over there, and then when they Mm -hmm. they didn't know what to do with the land, they thought, well, we'll just... The, the country club would just redevelop it into lots, and that's somehow where she came involved. Lila Post Montgomery got involved and acquired the land and, and donated it to the city for the Lila Arboretum. And Montgomery, her husband, was also involved with the country club. So it was, it was CL Post and, and Montgomery involved in that. So they were all, you know, she had access to that land through the family connection, and she bought it. And then she donated it to the city. It's quite a fascinating legacy from that family alone. You
1: yes, know. indeed. And it seems to me that Montgomery became, wasn't he the manager of the Post Tavern?
0: He was. That's where they met. Yep. And yes, she uh, yes. she would come in to stay there. And um, they, I guess, got involved and got married. And he continued yep. being a manager for a while after that. But he was very much in his... Philanthropic uh, activities after that too. So interesting stories. So tell me a little bit about the office building because that has a little history there. That's another building we haven't talked about at Oak Hill Cemetery that was built in 1941. Uh-huh. And there's an interesting story about how that came into being too. Isn't? It? I uh, let's see.
1: I know it was 1941. Prior to that, the um... The offices for Oak Hill Cemetery were downtown, in uh, the Michigan National Bank right. building, for years.
0: Right, so people would have to go down there to buy a yes. lot or something it's, if they wanted to. Or
1: uh, yeah. unusual to me, you want to buy a cemetery lot, you go downtown, and uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, so yeah, right prepare. in the bank building, you know, go to your. So, so wow. there have
1: been several offices, but. Like, like you mentioned, in 1941, the board uh, decided that uh, they needed an office building. So it was, uh, it was built along the lines of the chapel itself, uh, it was the sandstone. Uh, Lou, Lou Sarvis uh, designed the building, and he also designed the uh, chapel building. So and the chapel building is located as you go in the main entrance now on South Avenue. It's located just inside the gates and right. uh, it uh, it needs some repair work. I mean, uh, you know the age is showing on that as well as it did on the chapel, but uh, right but it's it's
0: so let's talk about that because let's talk about the the chapel because I know you've been involved with. The restoration project for that, and there's quite a lot of volunteers involved. i uh, we've got Larry Riser recruited to help out with that. He's a local architect, and he's kind of made it his passion project. I seems you know he's uh, very much. I saw him. I actually was out there at Oak Hill Cemetery this morning to do a little photography, and I ran into him, and I ended up filming the guys working on the chapel this morning for a future video. So. That was kind of fun to run into him and chat with him a little bit, but uh, they're really taking it to heart. I know they're they're working on the roof right now, but they need a lot more money oh, yeah. to finish the yes. inside. They, uh, they,
1: this, this will be a continuing uh, fundraising project. And surprisingly, a lot of people really want to see that preserved. I mean, they, they they've, yeah. we've had a lot of great response, but of course we need a lot more. But uh-huh. yes, I, when we first right. decided um, to do something with that chapel, I said, you know, this is, this is too beautiful a chapel uh, to just let decay uh-huh. and deteriorate and uh, fall into ruin. So I recruited Larry, yeah. um, Larry Riser, who was a, like you may he's a retired architect. And boy, he, he found uh-huh. out that his former boss, uh, Lou Sarvis uh, was involved in that chapel, and uh, he, that oh, piqued really? his interest. And boy, he picked up the ball, and he is he is running with it. And uh, what a what a stroke of luck yeah. that uh, I happen to think of Larry as a as a retired yeah. architect who might be able to help us, uh, you know, with with some of the problems involved. And my gosh, he just uh-huh. he he's, he ran with the ball, and he's still running. He's, he's almost on a sight ahead mm-hmm. of everybody else. <laughs> he's
0: really... <laughs> yeah. He's making it. He's making it happen. Of course, he needs funding, but he's been talking a lot with uh, the the Battle Creek Community Foundation, and uh, I think they're trying to help find some donors Absolutely. too. And there's a lot of people individually mm-hmm. donating for it. But there's what year was that chapel built? It's it's coming up on a hundredth anniversary. The, the construction pretty soon, isn't it?
1: itself, Michael, uh, began in 1926. So I, I kind of okay. have set a goal, I don't know if it's possible or not, it just depends on you know the monies uh, that, that come in, but I would mm-hmm. like to see a rededication of that chapel in 2026. Now that's only a couple of years okay. hence, but wouldn't it be nice to have a completely redone that chapel yeah. on its 100th anniversary?
0: Yeah. Yeah, the stained glass inside the chapel is quite extraordinary, and I and it's you can't really see the glory of it from the outside. I mean, you can see the windows, you know, they're covered with plexiglass to, to add that extra layer of protection, but when you go inside there, it's incredibly well done, and I was in the stained glass business for about 15 years of my life, and I can tell you that those windows were created by some good quality craftsmen, because there's hardly any sagging at all there's uh, very little damage to the uh-huh. windows themselves they've endured the test of time really well and they were just well constructed plus the color selection in there is just beautiful and they've got the windows you know whoever designed that chapel had it positioned so that those windows would get the best amount of light at different times of day and the biggest windows capture a lot of the uh the magnificent colors of that stained glass you know, from the direction the building's in. So it's just a very uh-huh. well laid out um, building. It's just, you know, I know it had a lot of roof lines. I was talking to Larry this morning about that, and they're, they've are they been facing some challenges on repairing the roof because of the different roof lines. They've got to, I guess, do a lot more flashing and a lot of more layers between some of those um, r- roof angles to get it to make sure it doesn't leak in the future. But um, Yeah,
1: it's a challenge. Uh, anyway, any Any... When you look at it, it's a challenge I ran across or somebody did and, and and furnished this to me And I think you've probably seen it, but it's it's a news article Michael from the Battle Creek Moon Journal and it's uh, dated mm-hmm. Wednesday November 24th 1926 Now that's when the chapel was completed And I uh, okay. just uh, read a little bit of this uh, article because Absolutely. It, it really, yeah. it's the headline is chapel called one of finest structure at oak hill is ready for use also contains vault Sarvis design and gillis construction produce excellent building and then it gets into the article itself and it, and i'm just quoting here one of the finest chapels to be found anywhere in the country Erected at Oak Hill Cemetery has just been completed and furnished and is now ready for use. The structure was built at a cost of about $35,000 and represents the latest in beauty and utility for the purpose for which it was erected. Telling about uh, the chapel built by the Gillis Construction Company and Lewis J. Sarvis, local architect, uh, designed it. Rugs and furniture which greatly enhance the beauty of the building, have recently been installed. No use has yet been made of the building, however. It will be used for funeral services and storage space, and the basement will care for, for um, it looks like, 85 bodies. Wow. Uh, this vault is intended only uh-huh. for winter storage, however, and not the permanent burial crypts. Well, what we're thinking, and that it goes uh. on to tell about the building of French Gothic architectural design and so on, but isn't that isn't that something? It says one of the finest chapels to be found in the country, and it is beautiful. It is yeah. absolutely gorgeous.
0: Yeah,
1: and um, yeah, s- we are thinking about uh, in the future having crypts. For uh, cre- cremations, for uh, for remains, cremains, and possibly mm-hmm. using the chapel right. uh, in in these glass crypts, identified and everything. I mean, there are a lot of we 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 talked about many many things, but that's one what might be a right. fundraiser, or uh, you know, for for keeping the cemetery in operation, because it it is mm-hmm. a the cemetery. A lot of people think that the cemetery. It's a closed cemetery. They think no more bodies can be interred there. That is far, far from the truth. There, there are acres and acres and acres that have been undeveloped that haven't even been plotted at Oak Hill. So it is a working cemetery, and we're working to have uh, repairs, um, new roads put in, uh, new um, water system, perhaps. All we need is money. (laughs)
0: <laughs> right now it's an indi- it's not a public funded cemetery it's it's private it's it a is. private it's a cemetery in that sense it's a non-profit yeah. in itself it right is. so it's uh it has its different funding model that they're required to follow that has some state restrictions and you and i've talked yes. about that before that there's efforts being made to try to uh, ease some of the restrictions so that you can have access to a lot of the funds that are available That's to right. go kill because there are funds but they just can't, can't get can't to it because them. of state right. laws and
1: the cemeteries you know, uh, several kind of years a, ago uh, a lot of uh, unethical people were involved in in uh, cemeteries and new cemeteries especially mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of money was lost by a lot of people but uh, and, and so yeah. they, they really clamped down on the restrictions on the laws, on what you could do and what you couldn't do, even though the cemetery right. has funds um, in the state because of funds that have been collected, uh, we can't, so far haven't been able to touch them. We, we do get interest off wow. of uh, the money that's invested, it that was invested, but we, we don't have access to the funds themselves. So,
0: right. So that's why the chapel project itself restoration is dependent on private yes. funding, and so if somebody's out there and they want to donate to the restoration project of the Oak Hill Chapel, where where do they donate at? Is it uh, is the Battle Creek Community Foundation fund is set up yes, for this? As is a that matter right? In
1: fact, I just uh, have a couple of forms uh, here. Uh, self, uh, self, address, uh, not self-addressed, but prepaid uh, envelopes are available. Uh, we normally have those at the cemetery okay. office, but you can pick them up at the Battle Creek Community Foundation. Uh, it's, um, it says at the top, the Oak Hill Cemetery Chapel Restoration Fund was created to support the charitable activities of the Oak Hill Cemetery Board and Oak Hill Cemetery Chapel Restoration mm-hmm. Task Force in their mission to restore the historic chapel at Oak Hill Cemetery. And uh, it tells you make checks Mm -hmm. payable to uh, BCCF slash Oak Hill, and they should be sent directly to the Battle Creek Community Foundation. So there are forms available, and I'm sure that those are available at the offices of the Battle Creek Community Foundation as well, downtown.
0: Yes and you and you can donate yes. online folks and I will put the link to that in the show note descriptions so that you can just click on the link make a donation and if everybody out there listening today were just to chip in say 20 bucks um you know we would be helping this project out just tremendous you know and if you can donate a lot more that that'd be great as well and I'm sure there's uh um, plans to put in some kind of a donation board oh, inside the chapel for people that contributed to the yeah. restoration and that it's, sort of it's, thing. Uh, so, I, I like
1: to think um, of Oak Hill Cemetery, Michael, as the largest museum in the area because it is a museum. Right. I mean, all of the you, yep. you drive through the cemetery and all of the pioneers of Battle Creek uh, are showing up on the on the tombstones on the headstones. All of the mm-hmm. street names—they're yeah. uh, all right there, and of course, um, yeah. as everybody knows, every every headstone there has a story. Every everybody that's buried there has a story.
0: Yeah, and you know, I go out there a lot for filming, but sometimes I just have to stop and revisit some of the historic markers out there. Like this morning, I stopped by W. K. Kellogg's tomb or his mm-hmm. uh, interment area, where it's all fenced in with the Kellogg symbol on it, and. And it's beautiful right now. It's got flowers. It's it's been cleaned up. It's uh, somebody's been maintaining it really nice. And so I did some filming out there, and it's just that. And then looking at all the monuments that are out there, you just go, wow. Every one of those people had an incredible story to tell, and had made contributions to this area of the country in some way. You know that uh, it's just. Uh, and, and over so many decades, they go way back. I mean, people they started. The first interment was in 1844 with uh, Dr. Mm-hmm. Cox's wife. I think her name was Sarah Cox or something like that. She was the first person buried out there, Sally Cox. And, um, and after that, you know, I mean, it's just there's been so many. Like you said, there are two Revolutionary War soldiers there. Uh, but there's a lot of people that were buried in other cemeteries that were relocated there. There was the Quaker Cemetery, and then there was the original... Battle Creek Cemetery that was near the uh, Federal Center that all those graves were reinterred Mm -hmm. at Oak Hill so there's burials that go back to even before the opening of Oak Hill they're going to be you'll see um, marker dates that precede 1844 because they were some of the early pioneers that were relocated yeah
1: this um, Battle Creek uh, Oak Hill is not the first cemetery that's for sure uh, first first settlers mm-hmm. came here yeah. in 1831, I think it was. You've done a, a lot of programs concerning mm-hmm. of that, but
0: um, Sands yeah. McCamley. Yeah, the three oldest, there's actually, I mean, three public cemeteries that are much older than Oak Hill, per se, that are still in existence. There's a Beckley Cemetery out there off Beckley Road, or not far from Beckley Road, and then there's also... Young Cemetery, and then there's uh, Dubois Mm -hmm. Cemetery over there off of uh, Columbia. So, though, and Young's is off of uh, Territorial Mm -hmm. Road. Right, it's kind of it's right next to the Memorial Park Cemetery, and those three are the oldest ones that are still in operation. Now, now there are other ones out in Bedford that have some older um, that are in that same era as well. But those were the first three in Battle Creek Township. Uh, before Oak Hill came along, um, besides the ones that were moved, like the Quaker cemeteries and and the other ones, but those are the third. So there's some very old graves out at Young Cemetery, and same thing with uh, the De Bois Cemetery off of uh, and people drive by that one. That's one, the one that's near the water tower, off of uh, Beckley Road, and it's kind of up a hill little dangerous to go in there in the wintertime I tried that once and <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't I don't I don't and recommend at the, it, but, uh, <laughs> the traffic
1: is horrendous in that area because of Capitol Avenue being blocked off uh, at i-94 and right
0: oh yeah and I pulled off of Helmer today and they have that section of Helmer Road right in front of Beckley Cemetery all tore up so to go visit that cemetery is going to be probably uh Wait until that project is done, type deal with that one. But uh, but you can certainly go by Young Cemetery if you want to see some old an old cemetery here in town. Besides Oak Hill, Oak Hill's got some beautiful markers, though. I mean, my goodness, that is uh, there's there's nothing quite like Oak Hill in in this area other than going over to Marshall and seeing the uh, Oak Ridge Cemetery out there, or going out to Riverside Mm-mm. in Albion. Those are those are the three really hallmark historic cemeteries in this county if you ask me those those three and i've done videos on all three but uh there's incredible uh history in all three of those cemeteries how many, uh, how many you know, walk
1: features have you uh, done for oak hill i know you've done a lot
0: well i just uploaded mm-hmm. another, a new one this morning so i'm i guess i'm probably close Isn't to 15 at this point on oak hill cemetery you know, maybe maybe I haven't counted them in a while, but yeah, there's probably about 15 stories related to Oak Hill that are in a little collection of videos now, this out new there. one so. uh,
1: will be on uh, YouTube. Or
0: yeah, yeah. I say I emailed you a link to that okay. this morning. Yeah, so it's. I'm loading that long. Today. I, uh, I just put it up this last it. <laughs> night. <laughs> but I will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because. Yeah, so it's just one I put together, and I and I talked about the chapel project in the video because I really wanted people to to. Uh, in that audience to know about it. I'll probably do another video on the chapel exclusively uh, just because that's an exciting project. And I really want to see what I can do from my end to help people uh, contribute to it. Cause it's, it's, to me, it's an incredible landmark in the city and whenever there's a project to restore a historic landmark like that, I want to get behind it in whatever way I can, you know.
1: Uh, an update. I don't know if Larry mentioned this to you this morning when you saw him, but, you know the bell was inoperable for quite some time.
0: Yeah, he told <laughs> me that. He it's, told it's, only working, the bell is it's working, working now. They <laughs> <laughs> get
1: up there with a little axle grease or something. Believe or? <laughs> you, it took more than that. <laughs> I mean, every, every time you turn <laughs> wow. around, you know, uh, it costs money to restore mm. this stuff. I mean, some of the sandstone had to be yep. replaced, and uh, pieces had to be redone, and wow. so. Uh, yeah it's it, nothing wow. is cheap to restore anything so yeah. Um, yeah. but that's I'm so glad because on on several of our cemetery tours that we've had in the past and we plan to have more of course, uh, and people are always mm-hmm. asking me say, Dave, when are you guys going to have uh, another cemetery tour at, at Oak Hill Cemetery? Well we we mm-hmm. certainly will, but uh, we have we've been very busy of late at the cemetery and but uh on these cemetery tours you would you might have five or six different groups and uh when one group presentation was over say 15 minutes 10 minutes or whatever the bell on the chapel would be rung, which would signify that the next group had to move along or the groups had to move along so it made a great uh, wow. a great way to notify people and it's it's always so so great to, to have a bell. I don't know. There's something about bells that.
0: Uh... <laughs> oh, it, it's it is cool. I'm excited to hear that thing ring again. I'd love to see us do some uh, historic cemetery tours out there and have the chapel oh, be you, part of the tour and and have it be the bell for moving definitely. to the next station and all that Jim fun Jackson stuff. Jim Jackson is you know? one
1: that uh, really is pushing for that. So uh, as well mm-hmm. There's a lot of. But it takes a lot of it takes a lot of uh, effort you know to put down put on a tour like that and Oak Hill is still oh, yeah. So yeah expansive uh, as far as area is concerned you have to kind of limit it to certain areas because people just uh, you know their mobility um, is
0: Right. Yeah, that's that's how you normally do it. You do it so that there's still a, a distance between the markers so you can the performers are not interfering. Interfering uh-huh. with the next group that's yeah, but they're still not too far that you're wearing people out having a walk ten miles, yep, you know. That's so, very true. It's a yeah. little bit of creativity. So folks out there, there is a Facebook page called Friends of Oak Hill Cemetery Chapel. And you should go ahead and like that, look that up and like it, because they post updates about programs that are happening regarding the fundraising, and they post update photos on there about the uh, chapel progress and that sort of thing. So it's a good uh, Facebook page to be a part of to to catch up on what is happening with the Friends of Oak Hill Cemetery uh, chapel project, so... Uh, definitely go ahead and like that page when you get to your Facebook account later on that today or something.
1: Uh, uh, do we want to talk about our program that's coming up soon? Or is this a time? Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I totally oh. forgot about that. We have <laughs> Dave. I mentioned that we we're going to bring yeah, up Jim Jackson you. again. I told, and I totally forgot about it. Jim Jackson, who's not here he right now. He can't defend himself. <laughs> <laughs> so we can talk about him. He can't defend himself. And Dave and myself are going to be doing a very special program next Saturday on July 29th from 2 to 4 p.m. It's at the Battle Creek Regional History Museum at 307 West Jackson Street. And that is called Wizards and Wonders of Oak Hill Cemetery. Now, tickets are $10 each, and the proceeds go to support the Battle Creek Regional History Museum, but we're also going to have copies of beyond these gates that are going to be available for sale. And some of other Jim Jackson books will be available for sale there. And he's raising money for the Oak Hill Cemetery Project. You can also make a donation to the Oak Hill Cemetery Project at that event. And you definitely want to put that on your calendar. It's going to be a lot of fun because we're digging up some really interesting stories, not stories that everyone has Mm -hmm. heard before, and putting this... uh, this uh this this program together for you to tell you with a big a big old slideshow in that new history education center room it's going to be absolutely. just outstanding and um
1: well that's uh that's coming up uh, next uh next Saturday. so we're looking we're looking forward to yep. that for sure've we got some great sponsors too uh for that yep. I don't know if uh, it's okay to mention uh, a couple of this absolutely I know that yeah, yeah we've
0: got Tell them, well, tell them who I our sponsors are, I understand that
1: Farley estes Dowdle Funeral uh, Home is uh, one of the sponsors. Correct, Yeah. Uh, Sturgis Bank in Marshall. Uh, I think they're fairly, yep. if I'm not mistaken, they're fairly yep. new to Marshall. Uh, but,
0: uh, They've been in Marshall a couple of years, but they just rechanged their okay. banking center. So they had a new logo to send us. And then there's a yep, monument Patton's, company, too, Patton's, right?
1: Uh, Michigan Monuments, and you know, I didn't realize that until I was reading a a, a Civil War book, that uh, that was founded by um, a Civil War veteran, Mr. Mr. Pat. Wow, I, yeah, know, I had
0: no idea. Very wow. interesting
1: story, and I'm trying to think what book that might have been. Uh, it had to do with, I think, one of the Union City batteries, Uh but... Uh, uh-huh. And I, I, I didn't realize that, but it goes, Patents goes back a long way. Swans Flowers, and Gifts, also mm-hmm. another uh, sponsor.
0: That's correct. And, of
1: course, the Battle yep. Creek Regional History yep. Museum. So we certainly want to thank uh, all of our sponsors.
0: Mm-hmm. It's going to be a fun program, and uh, it's going to be, it's, I, I love having events there in the New History Education Center. If you haven't come to an event there, are, uh, you might want to just put this one on your calendar and come on out. It's just a great venue now for these types of programs, and that's what it was designed for. So we're really looking forward to seeing everybody out there next people, Saturday.
1: People really seem to be interested in in history, especially cemetery history. I've found over the past number of years, mm-hmm. and one of the one of the yep. things that uh, one of the things that I normally say at a presentation or anything is is whether they scare you or fascinate you, cemeteries hold our past <laughs> and ultimately our future. And You think about that one. Yeah, I sure do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, they, I, and I love your line that they are the best outdoor museums. Oh, yes. It's that's, yeah. that's a fresh way to look at it for people because you always get this spooky look at cemeteries and that eeriness but they really are an outdoor museum. And the more I've been doing stories and researching out there, my whole mindset about cemeteries flipped in the last few years just from uh, researching the history of people. And and you never know what you're going to find out there, you know, and not just the art, just the artwork on the markers, the headstones themselves, but sometimes the engravings out there tell a little bit about the person that you never would have found elsewhere, you know, and it's just... You never know what you're you going to find, and it's what's uh, – it's fun. And every time I go to Oak Hill, I still find something new that I hadn't seen before, you know. And uh, plus there's a <laughs> – if you watch any of my videos, I always seem to encounter a lot of animals and birds and stuff. So they <laughs> like the place too, you know. So <laughs> a lot of
1: deer and uh, yeah. and uh, not swans, but uh, –
0: Canada geese. <laughs> Canada geese. yeah. I've seen a lot of Canada geese oh out there. Gosh. Squirrels chipmunks and uh, ravens and, yeah. and all kinds of chipmunks it's and yeah, yeah. Chipmunks are very hard to film. I, I had. It's kind of like one of my uh, goals is to really get a good chipmunk on film. They just they move do. so fast. Uh, not, not quite yeah. as fast as red squirrels, <laughs> so, the
1: little red squirrels. But uh, yeah, they. Uh, they, yeah, uh, I can I can see where they might yeah. be really hard to capture on film.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I missed filming a groundhog this morning. I I got a groundhog when I filmed at Memorial Park. I think he was a groundhog, and maybe even a muskrat, but he was in the water. But that at Memorial Park, But this one was running around and had been digging a hole or something, I and mean, he saw me and he uh, took off before I could get my I'm camera sure. on him. But uh, yeah, groundhog. So. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on today, Dave. It's always enjoyable talking to you about history programs, and I hope the folks out there uh, learned a little bit about some of the historic buildings out there at Oak Hill Cemetery. And uh, I hope they will reach out and support the project. Any last-minute thing that you would like to tell people about the the cemetery well, project? We're or... just
1: uh, moving forward uh, as rapidly as we can, and I think you'll find some... Uh some changes in the not too far distant future as far as improvements are concerned we uh-huh. certainly hope so uh but it takes um it takes money and uh that's uh, uh-huh. the, the cemetery has been there for many many years and hopefully we can uh, assure that the cemetery will be there for many many more years as well so yeah, you know most definitely. but uh, yeah we've We'll look forward to seeing folks at uh, the museum there on Jackson Street um, mm-hmm. next Saturday. Hope you'll come down and say hello and learn a few things. We, we'll be talking about th- things, not necessarily, you know, we, we we do spend a lot of time, many times, with uh, people uh, mm-hmm. like W.K. Kellogg and John Harvey Kellogg and C.W. Post. Mm-hmm. But there are so many other stories that we like to, to share, too, and you know, right. as you've been doing year programs michael so it's been a pleasure thank All you for inviting you. me I, I always enjoy it
0: yep it's always fun well i have been speaking with dave eddie he's actually serves on the board at oak hill cemetery and most people know him as the morning mayor from his years and years and years at wbck and it's been a pleasure having him on i am going to put the links to all the uh, information on Oak Hill Chapel in the show note descriptions, the Facebook page, as well as the link where you can donate to the project. And I'll also put my website down there, michaeldelaware.com. So if you'd like to reach out to me, I am always happy to hear from my listeners. And certainly I will put the link where you can buy tickets for next Saturday, and there's still plenty available online. So you can sign up for that, come out and see me and Dave and Jim Jackson. And until next time, when we take another journey into yesterday and explore even more fascinating tales of Southwest Michigan's past. Thank you for listening.